Have you ever felt overwhelmed? If so, I promise you're not alone. According to the Mental Health Foundation, over the past year, 74% of people have felt so stressed that they were unable to cope. Hello and welcome to a very raw and real episode of Big Lash Energy. I'm your host, Jaina Marie. Today, I'd like to share with you some of the biggest struggles that I've had this year. The things that happened that left me feeling seriously overwhelmed, the reason I almost quit making this show, how I made it through, and what I learned amidst all the mess. My hope is that after listening, you'll be inspired, and more importantly, you will know that you're not alone. At the time we're releasing this episode, we're smack dab in the middle of the holiday season, so I can't think of a better example of a time when people are stressed and possibly overwhelmed. It's the most overwhelming time of the year. We're sold the idea of the picture-perfect holiday season, where we're supposed to be decking the halls and fa-la-la-la-lying influencers post pictures of their families looking like they all shit glitter. Meanwhile, some of us are doing our best not to fucking lose our minds. The holiday season is the perfect reminder that adulting is overrated. It used to be the highlight of the year when I was a kid, and why wouldn't it be? I mean, come on, I'd fall asleep hoping to hear reindeer's hooves on the roof, and then I'd wake up to find a big fat man had somehow made his way into our home despite not having a chimney, <laughs> taken two bites out of the snacks that we'd set out for him and left our stockings overflowing. There were carefully wrapped gifts under a beautifully decorated tree, and my mom prepared the tastiest, most elaborate meal of the year. It was a little girl dream come true. Now as an adult, I feel the holiday season creeping up like a looming visit from a family member I don't really want to see. Whenever we round the corner to Christmas, I'm reminded that the jig is up. Now I'm responsible for making all that, quote, magic happen. All those things I came to expect as a kid have become the world's longest to-do list on top of everything else we usually have going on. At a time when our natural instincts are to hunker down and hibernate, suddenly there are gifts to buy, extra long lines, parties to attend, food to prepare. Did we get the wrapping paper? Oh, what about the building manager? We should probably get something for him. Don't forget, we gotta put up the tree. It's the most overwhelming time of the year. If you're feeling stressed, just know that you're not alone. You and I are going to fumble our way through this together, okay? So put down the masking tape and wrapping paper, add an extra splash of rum to your eggnog, sit somewhere comfy, and take a deep breath. Because today, I'm talking about a few lessons that I learned recently about being stressed. Let's go. Welcome to Big Lash Energy, dedicated to helping you navigate life's hurdles with your head held high. We're celebrating wins, learning from our losses, and laughing at ourselves along the way. <laughs> now, here's your favorite hype woman, Jaina Marie. Jaina Marie. This story starts just a few days ago, actually, when I found myself running down the street to get to a group fitness class. I didn't have the energy for it, but I knew it was something that I needed. I was at my wit's end with all the pressure I was under. Everything had been all about the things I needed to do for everybody else. And for some reason, I thought that if I could make it to this gym class, it would feel like I still mattered. Hashtag self-care, right? I'd had a crazy day piled on top of all the crazy days before it. So I threw together an outfit last minute just before leaving the house. 
As I sat down in the class and waited for the trainer to explain what we were going to be doing that day, I looked down and brushed a couple pieces of dog hair off my pants. Fuck. I didn't see that when I was rushing to leave. That's when the woman beside me, you know, the woman who's always so perfectly put together, she happened to lean over and said, (laughs) you have dog hair on your pants. And that That was was it. it. I was seeing red. I imagined myself grabbing her by the hair and putting her into a full Nelson and screaming, you're lucky I'm wearing pants, bitch. But thankfully, (laughs) I held it in. I'm never really sure why some people feel the need to point out people's flaws. What's someone in my position supposed to say? Oh, damn, I'm sorry. Uh, Should I leave? Anyways, this wasn't me. I'm typically a very patient person, especially when it comes to other women. But I was at my tipping point. I struggled through the workout, walked home, gave my dogs a half-hearted hello, and then I did a face plant on my bed and cried my eyes out. How did I get here? Let me explain. Before the summer, I was working with my sister on this show. We were making progress and everything was going so well. As you know, we were planning a trip to Las Vegas to go to a podcast convention. We were ordering merch, envisioning ourselves taking the podcasting world by storm. I was, however, very concerned with the summer that was just around the corner. As a makeup artist, it's my busiest time of the year. And writing episodes takes so much time, concentration, and focus. My job, on the other hand, is super demanding and leaves me in a constant state of sleep deprivation. The two killers of brain power and focus are stress and sleep deprivation. So you can imagine, even aside from not having the time, it's also next to impossible for me to think straight long enough to write the four to ten page essays that I need to write each week in order to produce this show. So I told my sister... I think I need to take a break from the show just for the summer and then start it up again in the fall as a new season. But she was adamant that that was a terrible idea. She said, our listeners have come to expect an episode once a week and we really don't want to lose our momentum. I said, I know, but I just don't have enough time between all the work I have to do, plus taking care of my dogs, buying all the makeup supplies, doing the social media posts. When will I even have time to do laundry or anything else? That's when she said, okay, how about this? I'll come live with you for the summer so I can do all the behind the scenes stuff. Then all you have to do is focus on getting your job done and writing. I appreciated how dedicated she was. So reluctantly, I agreed. Together, together, we, we could do this. this. We'd make the perfect team. Now for this story, there are details that I need to leave out because I'm not trying to put her personal life on display. I'm simply going to tell you what happened to me from my perspective. But just know that I'm not leaving out anything bad I did or anything like that. At the time that all of this happened, I was really doing my best to support her in any way that I could. Anyways, at the beginning of June, at the very start of my busy season, things started to get a little bit weird between the two of us. I could tell she was pulling away a bit, and so I pointed it out. She said she was fully on board, she just needed a bit of time to figure some stuff out for herself, and I gave her space. A couple of things that happened were really hurtful to me, but I forgave her and tried to move past it because above everything, she's my sister and I want the best for her, even if it means that things need to be harder for me. Anyways, one day we were in the middle of a conversation talking about how much I missed her and I realized she wasn't being completely honest with me. I simply pointed that out and that was the last I heard from her. Mid-conversation, she stopped talking. I waited three days for a response nothing. Then I sent another message saying, hey, I'm not sure what's going on here or why it seems you don't want me in your life right now. Message me when you do, I guess. And that was it. 
haven't really heard from her since, except when I asked her to please send me my merch because she has $3,000 worth of all of my Big Lash Energy hoodies, but still, she never did. So as I'm sure you can imagine, in that moment, I almost quit. Just to give you an idea of how devastating this was for me, I'm going to share with you a little recording from my audio diary. I know this sounds kind of nerdy, but sometimes when I'm going through a lot, I'll lie down in my bedroom with the lights off and just talk to myself, almost like my own little therapy session to get all the thoughts out of my head. So here's how I was feeling at that time. Big Lash Energy is the most beautiful thing I've ever been a part of. I've never felt more dedicated to anything or anyone ever before. And uh, it felt so good to have like a purpose. But what made it the most beautiful was that I was doing it with my sister. (laughs) I was doing it with my sister. And now, for reasons I don't even know, like, I don't even understand. She's not even talking to me. (laughs) And I just keep telling myself that I just have to keep doing it alone, but... (laughs) It's hard, because everything I do alone just reminds me of something I would have done with her and I just don't understand why it's like this (laughs) and now I'm going to these podcaster meetups and like I don't even know if I should be it doesn't feel right she booked this time off my calendar it said podcast trip and then (laughs) just stopped talking to me Hi Diego, thank you Papa, I love you, you're such a good boy, can you tell I'm sad, can you tell I'm sad, yes you can you sweetie sweet boy, I know, I know you're such a good boy, oh thank you for the little kisses, you're the best, you're the best honey, yes, sorry if I'm confusing you Bubba. I'm just really sad right now. Oh. Really, really, really sad right now, honey. But I have to figure out why we're going through this. Am I just supposed to do it alone? Is Carly going to come back? I don't know. I would message her, but honestly, she doesn't even want to talk to me. She just left me on red. Man, this fucking sucks. Can you see? I was in a bad place, broken and confused. How could I make it through the summer alone without my right hand, my confidant, sister, my best friend? I told myself maybe this was my opportunity to prove to God, myself, and everyone else how bad I really wanted this because I'd hate to wake up someday and wonder why I didn't fight for me. So reluctantly, I kept going, one week at a time. Now I'm working the most I've ever worked during the busiest time of the year. Not only am I doing all the writing and recording, plus the house stuff she said she'd help out with, I'm also trying to do all of the behind the scenes things that she used to do for the show. The graphics, the show descriptions, the management and promotion, everything was on my shoulders. 
when I tell you every single week was a struggle, that is a giant understatement. Most nights I would find myself writing until two o'clock in the morning, then napping for maybe 30 minutes before waking up to get ready for work. This was my worst nightmare. To have all of this added pressure during my busiest time of the year, I was constantly running on 30 minutes to max four hours sleep a day, trying my best to focus on writing whenever I had a spare second. But honestly, it was the biggest battle of me versus my brain. In order to get some clarity, I did a little bit of research on the effects of stress and sleep deprivation on brain function. And one article said, our brain shuts down as a protective response to keep us safe when our nervous system is overloaded. My nervous system was overloaded. overloaded. Another article said, sleep deprivation can make it difficult to think clearly during the day, regardless of whether or not you're dealing with anxiety. One night or two nights of less sleep than usual probably won't have a long lasting impact as long as you get enough sleep most nights. But if you regularly don't get enough sleep, you'll notice irritability, daytime sleepiness, and you guessed it, difficulty difficulty concentrating. Difficulty concentrating. Difficulty concentrating? No, it was more like impossible to to concentrate. Sometimes I would sit down at my laptop with tears in my eyes. It was like my brain was frozen, trying to run a marathon in quicksand. There are three definitions of the word overwhelm when you Google it. The first one is to bury or drown beneath a huge mass. The second is to give too much of a thing to someone. And the third is to defeat completely. All of those applied here. Well, except that I wasn't defeated. I was doing my very best to show up for me anyways. On top of all of the work, there was also the overwhelming sadness that came with feeling abandoned, forgotten, or dropped by my best friend of 39 years. You can see why I wanted to quit, right? It was just too much. So much. And I still don't know how I handled it. That whole summer could be summed up perfectly with a quote by Frida Kahlo that said, At the end of the day, we can endure much more than we think we can. Anyways, I fought through day by day, constantly reminding myself that when the middle of November hits, work is going to go back to being manageable and I'll finally be able to focus on the show with more sleep and without all the added pressure of nonstop work. The plan was I was going to do two weeks of weddings in Mexico and land back home with an almost empty calendar for a month and a half. Finally, Finally, I could could sleep. sleep. Finally, Finally, I would would take take care care of myself. myself. Finally, I could work with a calm mind and finally I would have time. Those were my plans, but apparently (laughs) that wasn't the master plan. 12 hours after landing from Mexico, I received a call from a 16-year-old young lady I've been mentoring. She was in a panic. She said she needed to come to my house and before I could say okay, she was banging on my door. I really can't say what happened, but over the course of three days of talking with her school, social services... The question I kept getting asked was, So can she stay with you? Like I said, caring for a teenager wasn't in my plan. This was supposed to be my time to be selfish, to get back to me. I still hadn't recovered from all the overwhelm of the year. I felt the pressure of needing to catch up on the show. To get back to feeling well-rested and strong, I still had no resolve with my sister and the pressure of the holidays just around the corner, but I knew I had to say yes. Yes, because despite all that I've been going through... I'm still blessed. And it would be disrespectful to my blessings if I said no. So in that moment, despite feeling tired and weak, I looked up. I looked up. What do I mean by that? Let me explain. 
As I mentioned before, the definition of overwhelm is to bury or drown under a huge mass. So I'd like to tell you about a time when I almost actually drowned, or at least I thought I was going to. It's one of my core childhood memories, and for good reason. My grandpa, who I called Pops, used to have a house with a pool. I loved Pops and I loved being in the water. One day I asked him if I could go for a swim and he said, of course. So I quickly changed into my bathing suit and I ran to meet him at the ledge of the pool. He took one look at me and said, okay, now go get your water wings. You know, those little flotation devices that you put on your arms that keep you afloat. Well, I was really young and I didn't know how to swim yet, but I guess on this day I was feeling like the confident, independent Jaina girly that I am. So I protested, I don't want to wear my water wings. He said, well, you need them. I said, no, I don't. He said, then you're not getting in the pool. I remember not wanting to look silly with them on and I felt pretty confident that I could swim all by myself. So I doubled down. No, I don't want to wear them. He paused for a second and said, "Mm, okay. That's when he did something I'll never forget. He tucked both of his big grandpa hands under my armpit, scooped me up and gently dropped me in the water without anything to help me float. I felt the shock of the coolness of water hit my toes, my knees, my belly, my neck, and before I knew it, my whole face was wet. It didn't take long to realize I was sinking. As I went lower and lower into the water, I felt the little girl equivalent of, oh shit, was I going to drown? Was this how I was going to die? All because I wanted to swim without any help? Why hadn't I listened to Pops? In my panic, I looked up through the water. I could see the silhouette of my grandpa with his arms outstretched. Just in time, he grabbed me and pulled me out, carefully put me back down on the ground. I was probably only under the water for a few seconds, but it felt like a lifetime. I stood, shaking at the edge of the pool, my red eyes stinging from the chlorine. As I coughed and gagged, trying to catch my breath, he said, So, how did that work out for you? Let's just say he made his point. I believe that sometimes in life, when we're struggling and determined to try and make it through on our own, God drops us in the water and lets us sink a bit. Because once we hit the bottom, we're forced to reach for him. We're forced to look up. I didn't say yes to having her live with me because I know what I'm doing or because I have the time or the energy. I don't have either. I said yes because I looked up and trust. I trust that we'll be okay, that the universe has a plan for us. So now there's Christmas around the corner and I have this young lady to take care of. Suddenly I found myself making lunches, dropping her off, watching her basketball games, meetings at her school. My life did a complete 180 and once again, my time was not my own. Then Christmas was looming. Jaina, are you coming home for the holidays? Honestly, as much as I love my family, it felt like a huge inconvenience at an already stressful time. I was also in a mad dash to try and get these episodes done so that Tim could get the editing done on time and still take a break for the holidays. I was stretched to the max. And just when I thought it couldn't get any worse, on a random Tuesday, the lovely lady who answers my emails put in her notice. She let me know that her last day is going to be December 20th. At this point, I read her email and I just laughed. (laughs) Of course. Here I was, thinking I was going to have all this time off, but it felt like God was saying... What do you think this is? A vacation? Honey, this is life. Buckle up. Buckle up. So back to the beginning of the story. How I ended up almost snapping on an innocent woman in gym class just a few days ago. I was done. Just. Just. Done. It's been four weeks now, and no, it hasn't been easy for me, but nothing worth doing ever is. 
As soon as she moved in with me, the two of us came up with the house rules together so that it would be a collaboration that we could each agree on. I told her all of my expectations in terms of curfews, doing well in school, going to basketball practices, and the things that I wanted her help with around the house. And when I asked her what she expected from me, she simply said, I just want to make sure we spend some girl time together. So we've gone shopping. I gave her a makeover. We went for a late night drive, taking turns showing each other our favorite songs and singing them really loud. She's made me dinner and cake pops, and we even did sprints at the gym together. In exchange, her marks have gone up, she's getting time on the basketball court, and her principal reached out to tell me that every one of her teachers has noticed a, quote, dramatic positive change in her. And all it took was some love. In other words, we're each holding up our end of the deal. Amidst all of this, we've stayed blessed. If you came here needing a dose of the warm and fuzzies, then just wait till you hear this. The very next day after she came to my place, the organizers of a Winter Wonderland Festival offered me two free VIP tickets to their event as an influencer. We were treated to free hot chocolates and first access to a stunning display of Christmas lights and a beautiful production of the Nutcracker on Ice. She'd never seen anything like it. We got dressed up in red and soaked it all in and took posts for social media. It was so much fun. My friends have pulled together offering to help in any way that they can and my neighbor even invited her over for a full day of Christmas baking. My building manager stopped me in the parking garage in order to give me money to buy her Christmas gifts. And best of all, are you ready for this? Not sure if you heard it, but a few episodes ago, I mentioned that I'd gone to a well-known beauty school called Blanche McDonald, right? Well, when the owner, Lily, heard our story, she reached out and offered to cover the full tuition for any of the programs in her school that my girly would like to attend. Can you believe that? So as you can see, all I did was say yes, and God or the universe has taken care of the rest. As I'm saying this out loud, it's really starting to sound like a Hallmark Christmas movie. Cue the carolers and the tree lighting ceremony. If you're overwhelmed, sis, (laughs) so am I. It's been a hard year for me for so many reasons, but I heard this quote that has changed my perspective on life. It said, everything in life is neutral, we give it meaning. So I could say that my sister leaving the show was the worst thing ever, but maybe I needed to learn that I could do it on my own, or maybe I need this win to be all mine. I could say that maybe my house guest's timing was terrible because it was exactly when I was finally going to be able to rest. Or I could say that it was perfect because it's the only time of the year that I'd be able to be fully invested in her. I hope that this time of the year and always, you're able to see how richly blessed you are even through the mess. If you find yourself in a state of overwhelm, buried or drowning beneath a huge mass, look up. Reach out for help, even if it's to the people around you. And please know that I'm always just a DM away. I never want to let you down. And that's the reason I stay making episodes every week, no matter what I'm going through. If you'd like to return the favor, (laughs) I'd love if you could leave a five-star rating on Spotify or a glowing review on Apple Podcasts. That kind of stuff means way more to me than I can properly express without sounding like a giant nerd. And also, if you know someone who could use this message or someone who could use a little BLE in their life, could you pretty please share this show with them? I hear every time you do, a frazzled woman with dog hair on her pants gets to enjoy a workout class in peace. (sighs) It's true. 
Thanks again for pressing play this week. I can't wait to see you next time. And until then, go be your most fabulous self. And don't forget to spread that badass big lash energy everywhere you go.